Hello, it's mental Melissa, and you're going to have to bear with me through my uh, obnoxious breath <laughs> and walk. Uh, I had a rough night. Talked about things I shouldn't have talked about with my boyfriend in the morning and in the evening. And I, my energy is just ramped up. Uh, I used to run to kind of burn off or wear my ass out, but I am almost 47 and running really hurts right now. It has for a while. It hurt my knees and it would hurt my feet and sometimes I get a hip thing. Thankfully still walk. It takes a whole lot longer. But <clears throat> it is something. It is something to tame this energy that sits in between my belly and my chest. So I'm obviously out of breath <clears throat> and out of shape. I'm obviously teetering on something. Um, you know, I listen to other people's podcasts, and uh, the one I posted yesterday, Bipolar Man, his voice is very relaxing and monotone and uh, you know, he read in that, and I haven't listened to a ton of his stuff yet, but in that one, he was reading somebody else's reports or findings, and it really, like, I had to focus. It was really hard for me to stay focused on that episode. Great information. Super happy that I did, which is why I posted it, but you can tell he's in a very controlled place. He lists out his schedule and it's a good schedule. It's a good routine. He's got a plan. Uh, everything sounds good and you could literally hear that in his voice. Like I'm sure if I saw him I would be like, yes, you're completely at ease and that is wonderful. I've listened to other people's podcasts and it's quite obvious that they are manic as fuck. And uh, so just trying to imagine what I must sound like right now, or in the past couple of episodes, because for sure I am either teetering up or teetering down, but it's definitely, something's about to happen, so, um, I didn't, I didn't sleep good. I haven't slept good. 
and I was, uh, I was telling my boyfriend that I haven't really quite figured out yet what my day is for this job, and in listening to that podcast yesterday, what struck me is how very uh, planned out his his day is, and that's kind of how mine's been <clears throat> and for the past three years. So to find myself now adrift, I'm floundering, and I'm not a flounderer. <laughs> um, you know, he described what time he got up, uh, his first snack <laughs> or walk at work, and so I've I've got to find that. And I know I keep talking about this, but like I am desperately grasping at air right now because I don't have a routine. I don't have a way to keep my shit together. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. <clears throat> so I'm not sleeping well. And so he talks about that too. It's the number one uh, thing that pushes or drops someone who's bipolar into mania. I know that. Um, and I had a fucking routine down prior to starting to date my boyfriend again. I had a routine and I didn't have to run it by anybody and I didn't it didn't impact anybody and nobody impacted it and I was doing great and I was sleeping pretty good because I was waking up at like 6 6 30 on my own maybe not raring to go but um, able to swing my legs off the bed and get going so not sleeping well uh, and and the hard thing with some of this is it's it's all so very generic it's generic information on how someone with this mental illness needs their life to be and it's not personal it's not you know you need to go to bed at nine o'clock since you wake up at five um, unless you're in love with your boyfriend um, or unless your wife uh, loves you or you love her whatever it's not about that it is purely just uh, this is what's required to manage this mental illness if you want to be successful I guess if you want to have endless mania followed by uh, truly rough heavy depressions maybe you don't keep this schedule and maybe you don't follow the guidelines you say fuck it you know i gotta do my own thing but 
there are big consequences. And for someone who is trying to minimize the consequences for the people in my life, um, this is really hard because <clears throat> there's always a reason, and there are valid reason why my routine can't be kept. Uh, slug bug, bluish black. <laughs> um, so how, how do you handle this? How does everybody else handle this? Because right now for me, it feels very personal. The people in my life, I feel like they're taking it personal. And I'm sure I'm uh, seasoning that, coloring that with my own irritation and fear. I have a lot of fear. I cannot afford to go heavy up or heavy down. Um, I don't feel like I have the support system I need in place to help me with that. I most certainly do not have the routine in place to make it through this. Um, and I don't feel that like even the, <clears throat> the best of people, the best of friends, I don't think they truly even though they're trying, grasp how bad this could be and how quickly everything teeters to shit. Um, everybody's stressed now in and around me. If I fall off this proverbial wagon, sorry, I'm going up a big hill. <laughs> um, all y'all's lives is about to get to get far more fucking complicated. Um, you think there's no time in the day now? Just imagine when I can't get myself out of bed. And even when you're telling me that I've got something to do, that I'm looking at you like you're not even speaking a language I understand. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think... I don't think everybody gets it. And again, I'm not saying that... It's easy to understand. I'm not saying I 100% understand it. I most certainly was not handed a rule book that said, or a pamphlet, you know, here's the 15 things you need to do to minimize your mood swing. Now, that's the other reason why I posted that gentleman's blog yesterday is that he provided a fabulous link uh, which is on my mental Melissa Facebook page which I would love if you would go visit uh, it's the place where I can post all of these links the things I'm learning 
since Instagram doesn't really make that easy. Um, so he talked about a checklist. Um, it talks about how to know the triggers of uh, going into a manic or hypomanic or depressive uh, episode. And so I'm not, not picking on um, my boyfriend, not in this instance. I'm sure I will in other things, but um, I just can't think of anybody else who said it to me recently, but it is said to me fairly often. Uh, so we were talking about tired, and he is tired. He works truly 60 to 70 hours, if not more. I'm sure I'm very much underestimating that per on any given week. And in doing so, <clears throat> he is very tired. And I must be talking really loud. Everybody's looking at me. Um, and I get that. And I know that having worked jobs where they're just non-stop, either physical or also just emotionally draining, uh, you crash and you burn out. Um, and I have seen him do this a couple of times. Uh, and here's the weird thing, I can tell he's getting close to that because he's putting off shit that he needs to do. He's making decisions about what's important to focus on and they're not even close to being the highest priority or the smartest use of time. So I get that and I can see it and I don't know if I can see it because I am so always vigilant on trying to name where I'm at. <clears throat> and I, so anyway, so he said, um, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. And I was like, me too. And he's like, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> and I didn't say it because it should go without saying, yes, you may fall on your face and lose everything. <clears throat> I could literally fall on my face and destroy everything. Um, like fucking Godzilla destroy, not, not a, uh, uh, you know, an acceptable, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed that I'm just gonna lay here because I can't move. I uh, set that place on fire, burn that bitch down. It is insane the amount of damage that someone with bipolar can do in a manic episode. Um, so, I'm not saying mine's worse than yours. It's not about that. 
Mine has an element of surprise <laughs> that I can't control. Um, mine doesn't end when uh, when it dawns on me that oh my god I'm out of control mine doesn't end after a weekend of sleeping because I'm not going to fall and sleep so I guess one of my worries is I know and especially in starting this podcast that I am talking and thinking about uh, my mental illness all the time I know it gets old for other people to hear that um, however most of the things that I'm learning talk about charting where you are every day and how this can be important information for passing to your psychiatrist so that they can gauge is your medicine working because when I look back on this past month uh, for this past month I can say it's it's been a lot of down and a lot of fear and one of the things that I'm also noticing for me is along with this fear I start not wanting to talk to people and to isolate from them and I can tell you I have good reasons <clears throat> good reasons is I don't want to hear everybody tell me I told you so you know quitting your job was stupid getting back to your boyfriend was stupid a million things like that that I don't I don't want to hear um, but I also know that I don't want to talk to them about all of the stuff that I am feeling around those specific facts that have made my life uh, kind of crazy right now. So I think it's a, good morning, a compounding type of situation. I can tell you specifically why I'm withdrawing. Um, but I know that in any time I have depression, you withdraw and you don't want to tell people your reasons. Kind of ties into some of the stuff I've been reading about suicidal thoughts. Because you know that a lot of what is causing you to have those thoughts and feelings and the physical feelings around all of that you don't want to tell anybody and if this is something you've been through previously you most assuredly don't want to tell anybody black slug bug because you already know what their reaction is going to be oh my gosh you're here again we need to get you back in a crisis facility so um, regardless of what your thoughts are regardless of the reasons you think you have You don't want to share them. You want to isolate. 
um, it's way harder than people imagine to fake being happy. <laughs> um, to do it well enough that people will leave you alone because they see it. Especially if you're blessed to have good friends. And so that's that's what I've been doing. Sorry, I'll, I'll get in front of you. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Have a good day. Um, so. <laughs> so. Yes. Got to get home before it rains. So. Let me get around this corner. <laughs> so. You're in that isolating stage for whatever reason. Uh, so, I'm feeling all kinds of things. I just lost my train of thought there. Sorry about that. I'm sure I'll catch it again later. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff going on in the news. I'm not gonna get political because it's already cost me <clears throat> a lot of time in my personal life. but. Uh, I have learned from my friends and family group that there are subjects you can't discuss. And <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm angry. And so I'm sure I am intentionally picking fights. Oh, there's a bunny. Um, are you going to go, bunny? Yep, you go. Uh, so, a lot of political stuff going on. Very near and dear to my heart. And... I am kind of um, isolated right now, like I'm saying. I've got to fix that. I've got to find, I'm going to go to the Tuesday support group uh, for mood disorders, <clears throat> and I am going to um, try and find some other quick outlets during the day so that I can get out and not be home in my head, um, because that's it's a terribly dangerous place for me to be on any given day as I'm sure it is for you um, <clears throat> and I have only been in my head and I know that is it's a self-creating shitstorm um, so it's very much on my mind some of the things that are happening and I love the man I am with, but I hate his politics.
I loved my ex-husband. <clears throat> I hated his politics too. So it's an ongoing life irritation of mine that um, this is what I keep choosing. Because I don't have the support um, to make this what I would like. So I, I do know I'm picking. I mean, I don't know no I'm picking. I didn't go into it thinking I want to pick a fight. But in the back of my head, I'm always irritated by this. So yesterday, I brought up politics. I know I shouldn't. But I did. Uh, and obviously, he hasn't done a lot of... research on triggers because he walked right into it um, and then <clears throat> because we are currently living together um, he's working way into the evening so I'm not having dinner at a regular time um, I don't even know when he's gonna actually be home um, and then I'm not going to bed at my regular time. I haven't been to, my, been to bed at my regular time in like a month and a half. And I don't know how you explain to somebody that these are fundamentally 100% necessary. It's not a, um, it's not a, you know, we'll be kind of close to that. Or we'll catch up to it tomorrow. I think it's hard for people without, um, sorry. <laughs> without certain disorders, illnesses, whatever, to understand the need for routine. Um, I don't I don't know when I understood it as it relates to my illness, but I know that it's just something I've always done. Um, even when my kids were babies, we kept a very strict uh, bedtime routine. And we've actually done that <laughs> until a couple of years ago, much to their dismay, as they were uh, young teens and I was still putting them to bed. But a household routine. Um, they like to think of it as a control issue, which, whatever, um, control issue, whatever, I don't know. Um, it's a routine that has helped us all function. And it's easy to scoff at that, but, um, you know, I've, t I've told them for all of their, uh, 
bitching and whining about me being a control freak or, uh, you know, not the greatest mom, whatever their little daily complaint is. Um, in order for me to do that, in order for me to be that, I have to have a routine for myself. Um, you know, we, we haven't really talked a lot about my mental illness as a family. <clears throat> However, um, for me to get to sleep, I needed everybody in their beds. And I needed to know they weren't going to get up again, that we were done. Literally, that my job for the day was done. My day was over as a mom, unless somebody got sick. <clears throat> so, my kids can't make sense of that, and God bless them, whatever, <laughs> love you to pieces. This is what I have to have to function. And is it messed up? Not like everybody else's household? For sure. Um, but this is the hand I was dealt, and You know, that's, that's all I got. Um, so I'm making the best of it. So I say that to the world. Uh, I would love, I truly would love to hear how other people are making this work. And uh, that's why I'm listening to Endless Podcast because <clears throat> I feel very whiny. And, you know, the focus is all on me and what I need. But one of the things I learned this past year when I was not in a relationship and focused just on my son's depression, um, I learned that that's really all I need to focus on. Uh, I can redefine how my relationships work. I can define how my job works. And I don't need to worry about how this impacts everyone else. They can make their own choices. Um, so that's kind of my rough, that's my go-to. I'm done and you need to go away. And that's not what I want because I, I do love this man and I would like to work for him so I need to hear other thoughts on how to not destroy a relationship because of my mood disorder and the insane amount of rules that I need to keep myself comfortable and happy and self-soothed. Uh, uh, you're a sweet girl. You are. Uh, so, I'm going back up the hill. <laughs> Bear with me. So, I'm listening to these podcasts because there's a ton of them 
and blogs and I want to hear what other people have tried what was like totally not successful do we end up just all alone because of the ridiculous quirkiness required to be in our life uh, I, don't, I don't know I had mentioned two bedrooms which obviously isn't ideal well I think it's ideal but uh, my partner doesn't then you know, I can go to bed at my routine and he can work what he needs to work and I see him as more of an evening person so he can TV and unwind. Um, and then go to sleep when he's ready, right? In another room. Uh, because right now, and I guess this is the other weird thing, is I feel like I feel like he's like, well, how did we get through the past six years or five years uh, without all of this? Mm, that's a good question, right? How did we get through this? They got chickens too. Uh, we got through this. A. Poorly. Um, I ended up sick uh, from my stress and not managing it well. Um, I ended up <laughs> on Xanax to go to sleep every night. I tried um, marijuana edibles to help me go to sleep. And I drank a lot. So I'm in the same perception where I've been looking at this going, how, how, okay, we didn't do well. Um, we didn't do well at all. Uh, the loves there didn't do well. So that's my take on how did we make it through all of these other years uh, before we relearned you were bipolar. You know, somehow we did it. Yes. Uh, sex, drug, and rock and roll. That's how we did it right there. And that's not, that's not how I want to be. Um, it took me six months to get weaned off the Xanax. And do I wish I was still on it? Oh my gosh, yes, most days. I don't, I don't have another plan for when I'm feeling this, this anxiousness that um, it's consuming. That's the part I don't think it's consuming to feel like this. Um, it's not something you stop noticing after you had a nap or after you've gone for a walk. It's still right there in your chest uh, or in your stomach, whirling, 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 whirling. And, and when I say whirling, I hear 
the little melody from uh, The Wizard of Oz where the Wicked Witch is riding the bike. That ding -ding 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 -ding. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling in my chest and in my stomach right now. Um, just playing to that soundtrack over and over and over again. Good morning. So there is no before we knew uh, I had bipolar. This feeling was there. Um, my lack of sleep was there. Uh, I'm making bad choices. It was it was all there. <clears throat> um, so in the past year what I've had to figure out is what kind of life do I want I, I want a very sedate life I want a, a comforting life uh, I want a life off as much um, things that I want as much off alcohol off stimulants off drugs as I can have I want that peace peaceful feeling as often as I can have it without having to take something to make that happen I'm not saying get off my medications at all because those are working for me but beyond those um, I want the gift of as much peace as possible the way that I found that was through maintaining um, a sleep schedule both of going to bed at a certain time and then when I woke up getting out of bed um, I've got to watch my my diet because um, currently it's hard to cook and eat it's hard to get motivated to cook when I'm by myself and yes I can save the other half so he can eat it later but um, I really cooking is not my most favorite thing to begin with so to cook and then eat by myself and I know that's going to happen, but that <clears throat> is, uh, it's really the big thing that's happening right now. And I, I know it's not a guilt thing. I know he would like to be home. I know he'd like to go to bed. I know, 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 I know. And the problem is I have a hard time setting boundaries. And I will end up sick, and then he will or he won't make the changes, which the changes don't need to be made. That's his life. I'm the one who's got to make the changes, so that's part of my anger. I think that's why I picked so hard yesterday, because <clears throat> I need to say, this is not working. This is what I need. Uh, 
which parts are negotiable, which parts are not. Um, how do you set boundaries and not worry about the outcome? Because I, it's more, I don't set the boundaries and all I do is worry. Uh, about what could happen and what might happen and how they're going to feel when this is not about any of that. It's just, it's just what I need. So I read about <clears throat> how very difficult bipolar relationships are and I don't, I don't know how to have these conversations properly. That's another one of my issues is if I'm going to have this conversation, I'm going to lay it out with a, uh, like a dare almost. It's not the right word, but I can't think of it. Just a challenge, a line in the sand. This is what I need. And it's not how I want to portray it, but unfortunately, because I let all kinds of little boundaries slip for the past month and a half. That's where I'm at. So, yeah, this is a growth point for me. I've got to figure this out. Because uh, I know it's ridiculous, but it's, it's, it's what I do. It's what I've done. More puppies to possibly bark, so bear with me. They look very sweet. Uh, <laughs> or whimper. These are whimpers. Um, so I picked to fight in the morning politically because I know that we are on opposite sides of everything. And, and maybe that's how I feel right now. Maybe that's why I chose what I chose. And again, not saying consciously, maybe 10 minutes into it, I was like, oh, you knew how this was going to play out. Um, but I feel like we're on, uh, I feel like we're on opposing ends of my mental health. And while I understand that your partners always have to maintain their own boundaries and work on getting their own needs met. To me, there has to be a point where um, even if you don't like the choices, you've got to make some. Uh, I don't have the relationship skills to know how to do this. All I know how to do is Godzilla my ass in, stomp everything to the ground, blow my fiery breath, and burn down whatever's still standing, and then disappear back into the ocean. That's kind of what I feel like is going to happen. I don't know how to do this differently. And 
So you get a choice or a chance. Um, spend a couple minutes. Shoot me some links if you found something that is particularly helpful to you. Or even if it hasn't really worked for you yet. <laughs> that you want to let me be the guinea pig for. Um, shoot me anything you've you've tried in the past that's worked even if it, even if it wasn't long-term successful because this stuff is very hard to maintain so last night he comes home to eat it was like two hours late eating for me but that was of my own making because I wasn't sure when he was coming home um Then I wanted to get a walk because, again, I don't know what to do with this feeling. And when I used to run, a lot of times it would just wear me out and I wouldn't feel anything. It was kind of like the healthiest alternative to alcohol or Xanax, although nothing fucking beats Xanax. Still very angry that I had to get off that. <laughs> um, was weird uh, but that's why I ran um, so I took a walk and the entire walk was spent talking about work which <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm gonna scream the next time because we're already devoting as any small business owner knows you're already devoting like 95% of every fucking thought in every fucking day is to work. So, uh, eight o'clock at night, I'm tired of fucking talking about work. Um, we gotta figure that out. Better way to communicate and then be done with the work shit. Uh, we get back home. And this time he brings up a very charged uh, political happening. And I mean, I know, I know that I did it. The one he brought up is equally as uh, charged for me. Uh, parents, children, food. So, I think it was like 11 o'clock, shortly after 11, before we wound that down. And I can't say that it was, there's never a good conclusion. That's, that's the reason why political issues are like a big no-no if you're uh, in opposing viewpoints, because you're never going to change anybody's mind. So all you are doing is arguing predominance, rightness, righteousness. So, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make you think 
well, excuse me, of the other person. Uh, so I would say, in my opinion, yesterday was just a very ugly day for me. Um, from morning until I went to bed. And I, I guess, I guess one of the things that I guess, I know one of the things that I'm thinking is that I leave my shitty, emotionally uh, draining, slightly, <laughs> slightly emotionally abusive um, job for this. Because I still haven't defined this, and I'm not, I'm not adoring this. I like the work when we're busy. Um, not having a support system is absolutely killing me. So that is my job this week: is to go to this support group for people with mood disorders, um, find some place to volunteer. For like three or four hours. Some of them have minimums uh, that they want you to come in. But if I could find something that kind of feeds this emptiness, um, if I could find something that feeds this emptiness for women and children and food, that would be really cool. Uh, and then I guess I've just got to really start planning some small adventures throughout the week to give myself some of the uh, employment satisfaction or daily satisfaction that I am currently missing. So bear with me. I'm obviously heading up to a I would say, we're just going to call this a possible uh, hypomanic, hypomanic, I don't remember what it's called. Um, upswing, so I'm sure I'll record like uh, 17 more fucking episodes between now and Tuesday when I go to the mood disorder group. <laughs> um, so thank you for loving me through this. My name is Mental Melissa, and I have bipolar disorder.